Hey everybody, welcome to a kind of special, different at least, episode of Five Songs or Less. I've been sitting here kind of in silence for the last, I don't know, five minutes trying to figure out how I want to introduce this episode. (laughs) Uh, About a week ago was the 20th anniversary of the Thursday album Full Collapse. And I wanted to do an episode on the album Full Collapse specifically, but kind of Thursday in general a little bit. And um, by the time this comes out, it'll be well after the anniversary. But whatever, I don't care. We're going to release it anyway. So I picked five songs off of the album Full Collapse for Dante to listen to. We're going to talk about some stuff about the band, my history with the band, how Dante liked those songs. I also want to know Dante's history with the band Thursday. Hey, Dante, you've had yourself muted for quite some time. Yeah. Leaving me, leaving me hanging. I'm so I'm not trying to leave you hanging. I'm trying to get out of your way because I feel like this episode is a little bit of a uh, passion project for you. Passion project. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I want to make sure you have all the room you need to express yourself and Mm -hmm. uh, ramble on about Thursday as, (laughs) as much as you like and. We, we certainly can get into my history with the band. Um, and then, you know, after that, we'll have, uh, you know, a lot more of the episodes still to fill. I, I probably <laughs> I don't really have much of a history with them, except I was very aware of them. Like, probably more so when War All the Time came out, uh-huh. I would say. Was that 03? Uh, yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. I guess maybe we can try to find a, a real big fan of theirs to ask. Um, yeah, because I saw them in 03. Yes, that is right. Okay. Okay. And so, again, 03 is just like the quintessential year in music for like mm-hmm. my, I don't know, musical development or whatever. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. You know, when like everything kind of clicked on and I stopped listening to... Uh, shitty stuff we talked about in the, in the new metal episode. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, but it was, you know, it was the Coheed and brand new. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, mainly those two things. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I had listened to a lot of Taking Back Sunday, like maybe up until 03, though. Like that's when they kind of like clicked on for me. Because what was Tell All Your Friends? Was that 02? I think it was 02. So. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, they're from New York. It took a while to get out to the West Coast. Um, but yeah, so Those radio so, waves were just like taking a while. So Thursday was, you know, very much within that scene. Yes. Um, and so I was very aware of them, but never, I don't think I've never owned anything by them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You never saw them live or Mm-mm. anything like that? No. Just kind of like been aware. So you've never really listened to them before. Not extensively, no. Like, huh, okay. m- most of, the, like, I think I had, was only aware of one song on the playlist, to be yeah. honest. Maybe the two. Understanding a car crash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Their first big single. Right. And uh, I know, and then, I know, is it called War All the Time, or what's the song where they say that? I know that uh, song. There is a song, War All the Time, where they say War All the Time. Yes, okay, that I was, know that song. That was their second single off of War All the Time, I think. And yeah, I, I think I know a few songs off that album, but yeah, it, yeah. They, they never became like a really big, mm-hmm. you know, important band for me. But um, Danny, here's a question. 
Huh. Who cares what I think about them? Uh, the podcast listeners, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure there's some questions that they would like you to answer about Thursday and your long-standing relationship with them. Um, long-standing one-sided relationship with them, yes. Yeah, um, One and from what we found out during the... <laughs> Touche amore. No, 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 no. Um, a more recent episode when we, we found out... Who was it? What what producer had worked with Thursday a lot? Oh, oh, oh. Um, oh, shit. Was it yeah, an OK Go the, producer? That was the OK Go episode. Yeah. So what we found out during that episode that it's been a somewhat contentious relationship. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like... You, you, you know, you can't like every album from a band usually. Yeah, boy, I'm trying to think. Is there... Do I have any, like, you know, bands with quote-unquote perfect records, but not like record singular, record as in their, their record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Sorry. I, I mean, bands that have like a like a, a longer track history. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean track like a single track like a song. I mean like... Um, <sighs> you get what I mean, right? Yeah, like one album that you really like. <laughs> yeah, okay, perfect. <laughs> one song from one album, and that is it, and that's all I need. Uh, all I need. So well, we talked a little bit the past few days about what we want the format, such as it ever is, uh, for this episode to be. Is it going to be the same where we're just going song by song? And Because it's not really about what I thought of this playlist. Yeah. And I did not... I did not... Listen to it? No, I did listen to it. I did <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> I did not run this by you, but uh-huh. um, I came up with eight questions for you. And I don't know if maybe within those questions you can sprinkle in specifics about the songs that you picked for the playlist. Maybe. Um, Or maybe we can just do the the questions first. Yeah. and And then we can get into the songs if they don't come up organically through that. Yeah. But, um... Let's do these questions. I like that. Okay. Look at us. We're, we're like a, a real podcast all of a sudden. Well, we, we didn't talk about... We have about not had any random banter about movies that we've watched or anything like that. We're getting right on the topic. Thank goodness you brought that up. So we were texting earlier today about this Mortal Kombat movie that just came out Hold on, on HBO. I got to get the time code so I know exactly when to cut. <laughs> okay. Are you going to cut out all the Thursday talk and just get the Mortal Kombat talk <laughs> yeah, right straight to the beginning? Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> I am very... Have you watched... You haven't watched it yet? Or did you? No, 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 no. I haven't. Okay. I'm excited. I want to watch it. I am shocked that you are interested in this movie. Because you said you never saw the original one. I didn't see the original. I don't have any interest in watching the original. I might just... Just because, like, I watched the new one. Well, I want to watch the new one. Um, I don't know. It just looks ridiculous and and over the top. But it doesn't look like a poorly made movie. Like when they released Street Fighter, mm-hmm. the movie Street Fighter, like that just looked like a terrible piece of shit. Or like when they did Dragon Ball, that looks like a steaming pile of shit. This looks like it's it's ridiculously violent. I mean, when I, I already texted you this, but when Sub-Zero freezes the guy's blood into a knife an ice blood knife. I'm in. 
I'm in. I'm in just by your description of that. I haven't even seen that in the trailer. Oh, you didn't? Did you not watch the trailer? I think maybe I just saw like short teasers on Twitter or something uh-huh. like that. But dude, like it doesn't take much for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, I really like Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Mm-hmm. And so when I see them, when I see like their glowing eyes behind the mask or whatever, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's very cool. I would like to watch that. Um, I wouldn't put too much hope that this is a well-made movie. Um, mm-hmm. I bet you the special effects are pretty cool. It seems from what I've what I've seen though, and I don't think I've seen as much as you. It seems like it's going to be like a super dark movie, or I need yeah. to turn the brightness up on my TV to try to see like what the hell's going on. I'm yeah, worried about yeah, yeah. that a little Potentially. bit. You sent a scorpion gif earlier, <laughs> um, which. Uh, I was not going to send a gift, but I was going to text you the same exact line. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being, get over here, please. Thank you. Get on, I'm glad. Hey, get I'm on glad, over here. I'm glad to be with you now because you are over here. <laughs> yep. That's, um, the, that's the line. <laughs> over next to me is over here where you will be. <laughs> Friends. Mortal Kombat. The scorpion's like vest or whatever that is mm-hmm. looks like just a solid piece of like foam or something. <laughs> it looks so like it's a, I think it's supposed to be like almost like plated armor or something like there's these like little like there's like lines <laughs> yeah. in it to make it seem like it's it has some functionality. It is just straight up like it might as well be an inflatable pool toy. Yeah, it looks so bad. So bad. And I saw that movie in theaters. Yeah, you did. And which it seems irresponsible because I was uh, like seven. Did you, did you go by yourself? You just showed up on, on your own? I drove myself. <laughs> One, please. Um, All right. No, I went in there. <laughs> I went with my dad and a friend. Mm-hmm. Um I'm pretty sure, sh- yeah, I remember going with, maybe it was just my dad, but um, I don't remember what that movie was rated, but it would have to be at least PG-13, right? Just because the least, whole yeah. thing was about fighting. And yeah. I really liked it. And I remember, mm-hmm. oh man, as a as a child of that age, I don't think any amphetamine or anything could get you as jacked up as a child does when they hear the Mortal Kombat theme song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I just remember, I... I'm pretty sure me and my friend were like in the movie and I, I think the opening credits or something maybe start with that. You yeah, hear yeah. that song a few times and we were just like, <laughs> <laughs> like flailing our arms wildly. And Come here, let me cut your head off. <laughs> <laughs> just like a mixture of techno dancing and kung fu fighting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the best. The best. Oh, yeah. Poor dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, we froze him and then shattered him into a thousand yep. little pieces. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, when are we going to watch Mortal Kombat? I don't know. You Weren't you telling me about some app that you can like synchronize your streaming services or something? So what I've done, we did this once, like toward the beginning of the pandemic, with some of Amanda's librarian friends. We watched Cats, the shitty musical movie Mm -hmm. and we did a zoom meeting and then I shared my screen 
and everyone just watched basically my computer playing. Oh, that seems like uh, it wouldn't be good for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. It worked for cats because, you know, it, it was awful. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the shitty effects didn't come through on Danny's screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her hand, the, the resolution was so bad, her human hand almost looked like a cat paw again. <laughs> you can't see the definition of the fingers. Yeah. Um, okay, well... I don't know how we can do it, but I, I yeah. Is, is there some way we can turn this into content? <laughs> One of us is going to have to drive a, a long way. I'm probably coming back to California this summer. Oh um, yeah, May May 13th is my second dose, and then I'm I'm good to go. You know, yeah, a week or whatever after that. So I've got a a, a couch with a blanket big enough for two, buddy. So we're just going to be kung fu fighting under the blanket. <laughs> you It'll see look no- like that, yeah. <laughs> you see nothing but like the the blanket's going up to our shoulders, and underneath you just see the blanket like flying up. Cause we're just- <laughs> Amanda walks great. by. Are those your kung fu moves? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. All right, so we're we're twenty minutes in. We got Mortal Kombat jacking right. off. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I just I just double checked my waves still look good. So sweet. It's okay. Yeah, I cranked my gain up all the way. I just wanted to play it safe. We could talk about how uh ridiculously worried I was about you this weekend. <laughs> oh brother. <laughs> well, I I mean you haven't even told me this, so I, I I'm so, I'm so needy, Dante. <laughs> there was like two unanswered texts. And one of them was just like, I think one was a gif and one was my name. I, I blame Amanda. I blame my wife because she listens to the, all these fucking true crime podcasts, one in particular. And so I I knew you were going away or I, you had told me you were going out of town on the weekend for some volleyball thing or something. Did you do that? Mm-mm. Oh, you didn't. OK, Mm-mm. so you're just being an asshole. OK, cool. <laughs> So the last time I had I had heard back from you was like Thursday and not the, the band. band we're talking about. What? But <laughs> the day, Thursday. And uh, I I thought you were going to be out of town all weekend. And then I had sent you the like 120 minutes thing that I that I made where it's where it's a yes, 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 yes. podcast or whatever. Hey, and you didn't respond to that. And that was, was cool. Like, okay, it looks, he's good. Out it of looks town. good. It's good. Thanks. I like thanks it. for the recognition. Then I I sent you oh I sent you the fucking uh, the picture of me holding up the lesson Jake CD mm-hmm. didn't respond to that you asshole anyway I sent you some text and you hadn't responded and we had talked about possibly recording an episode on Monday or Sunday or Monday the the idea had been floated and I hadn't heard from you and then uh, Monday came around was it Monday that I finally heard from you or Tuesday. It was Tuesday. I finally heard from you. Monday came around and all these like true crime thoughts start going through my head. And I'm like, fuck, what if, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know his parents' names. I can't, I can't get in contact. I, I don't know. And you he's won't. not on any social media. I can't uh, find him on social media to see if he's, he's active on there at all. And um, he does have an Instagram account, but he refuses to, to let me know what it is. And Apparently he posts things on there, but 
So I'm going to, okay, he sent me a screenshot. <laughs> I'm going to go through and look at this screenshot. You, I was going, and then I, that night I, I had two dreams, or no, I had a dream where I had to rescue you twice from being <laughs> lost in the snow, Dante. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, I hate to be the guy that quotes The Office, but like, like if I need to be rescued from the snow, you've been dead for weeks. Uh, so this is this is why you you are now um, talking to your actual son uh, by mm-hmm. my name because you've mm-hmm. just you've decided that you need to be my father figure. <laughs> And save me from having a peaceful weekend. Yeah, yeah. Peaceful weekend without me say, needing your your attention. Hey, can you give a, at least a thumbs up and maybe a heart tap back on this graphic I did? Yeah, come on, man. Come on. I'm sorry. Thumbs I'm sorry. Up to, bare minimum. I'm sorry I made you worry. I'm sorry I didn't didn't tell you that and I liked your... It's it's okay, Dante. Your, your, it's not. It's not. I, I mean, wait we... for your safety. All right. Anyway, sorry about that, Dante. <laughs> uh, I'm I am sorry too, Danny. <laughs> Yay! Everything's back to normal. <laughs> <sighs> so you got some questions for me, huh? Yes. All right. Let's let's do this. Okay. There, there's a little bit of a structure to these questions. Um, Probably they they probably don't like build on each other as much as they could, but I had to kind of there was a format I, you know, uh, for no good reason stuck to. <clears throat> so the first question, mm-hmm. T, <laughs> tell me why this band is so important to you. Also, not a question. So I'm O for one. <laughs> I know I know where the the. The format is going yeah. already, so that's great. It was really, it was really hard for some of these. Yeah, yeah. All right. Why is Thursday important to me? Uh, they were the first band that I got like obsessed with a bit to where I was like, I knew every single word. I learned how to play like the majority of the songs on guitar Oh, I just ruined one of his questions or something. Yeah, well, I won't expand on that. Yeah, they were just like the first band that I that I got into like huge fandom. Because like before that, there were bands that I liked a lot. Like I liked Green Day a lot for a while. And I like I liked Rancid a lot for a while and Blink-182. But Thursday was an AFI. But Thursday was the first band where like after I heard Full Collapse, I just got fucking crazy obsessed with and um they're one of the first shows i went to in san francisco by myself not the first show wow one of the first shows i went to go see them uh by myself did you ask someone to go with you or was that may have that was at a time like 2001 2002 i was going to a lot of shows just by myself yeah um especially locally Uh, but i would i mean i would go to capitol garage like multiple times a week just it didn't matter who was playing. I just wanted to go take pictures of bands and stuff. And so I just have, now I'm afraid like I'm going to ruin other questions. I have very specific memories of like the first time I heard full collapse. 
Uh, I I was already aware of Thursday, the band, because my friend Derek in high school, this was probably, I think, 99. Okay, well, there's my question for D about Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you know anyone named Derek? (laughs) My friend Derek uh, went to New York and randomly picked up their first album. Uh, I think because he liked the album cover and I think I had heard it once. And then the song porcelain was on a, a compilation CD, which uh, funnily enough, the song porcelain was the one where I got the mic hand off the first time I saw them live and uh, yawned uh, in the middle of that mic handoff. <laughs> oh yeah. And then you, didn't you say he like, recognize it and like he, pulled he, the mic away he really pulled quick. it back and he was like oh no not this guy <laughs> oh that is here. so funny <laughs> um was waiting the band or the band was waiting the album that derek yes bought in new york okay so he brought that back from new york and that covers fine um, i guess yeah i don't know when you're you know 17 years old and you're into photography like that's a cool album cover. okay sure so yeah he brought that back from new york and i think i heard it once and Thought it was okay. If I had paid more attention to some of the other songs on there, like I said, Porcelain was on a compilation CD, but also on that compilation CD was Dashboard Confessional, and that that kind of won the competition there. Um, <laughs> but uh, they really, because I learned, because I learned to play the songs on guitar, it really they were the first band, the first time I learned how to play in Drop D or drop tuning or whatever, attempted to do that and took it seriously. Because before that, it was always like, I'm playing in drop D. I don't know how to play guitar chords. Right. Like like my fucking power chord I play is so fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> That's complex musicianship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got to use multiple fingers here. But yeah, the first band, like learning to play in drop D. And I was also really into like poetry and writing lyrics and stuff. And so his lyrics were just kind of like groundbreaking for me on a personal level. I love the the usage of of words and metaphor and stuff. The way he writes is is I basically ripped him off. <laughs> I find that um usage of words like plays a big part in lyrics. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, no, I, I, I think it's a fair thing to say because my favorite lyrics um, have a total lack of word usage. <laughs> so, ah! <laughs> I like that two seconds of that Mighty Mighty Boston's lyric yep. and then like God is an astronaut. Those are the lyrics I like. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> was um, When did you get into Saves of the Day? Because I thought that was a band that was always pretty important to you as well. That was a, a pretty important one too. Um, I liked them a lot and his lyrics also were very important to me, like coming up as a pretend poet and whatnot, you know, like every 17 year old is sure. And that was probably 99, I think. Is that when through being cool came out? I think so. Yeah. Uh, cause I got a compilation tape and it had two saves a day songs on there. One from Through Being Cool and one from Can't Slow Down. And that's how I got in the Saves a Day. And But it didn't, I don't know. I didn't become like, I didn't get the same level of like obsession. I still learned how to play a lot of the songs. I still 
um, knew all, you know, knew all the words and stuff, but it didn't have the same impact on my life as Thursday did full collapse. And then later on, um, after I got really into full collapse, then I went back and got really into waiting and then more all the time came out and yeah. So, okay. That, that kind of leads into my next question, which is, you know, you, earlier, maybe even before we were recording, I don't, even, don't remember, um, mentioned the band, uh, taking back Thursday. Um, you got into saves the Thursday. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. how, how did Thursday separate themselves from other bands of that scene of, of that era? Hmm. Like, and specifically, I mean, in your mind, like what made yeah, them like, yeah. I, and you mentioned the lyrics, obviously. So I, I don't want to maybe get too redundant on this question, but what do you think it is that really made them stand out from their peers? Because there was a lot of bands in that yes. scene at that time. Yeah, there was a lot. I mean, for me, it was definitely the lyrics, the lyrics and something about it just felt more authentic because like. Chris from Saves the Day had really fucking great lyrics also, but it just felt like pop punk a bit, you know? And I don't know, Thursday maybe was the first like hardcore band I also got into as well. And it just felt different than like the kind of like emo pop punk that was Get Up Kids and Saves the Day. And then like Dashboard was basically that without with an acoustic guitar and without drums or whatever sometimes it was just a different thing and and the first band like that that I had heard and just all of it kind of worked and spoke to me as who I was at that time in my life 17 18 year old or whatever um no no I was older than that because I was not in high school anymore um how old was I in 2001 Dante like 20 not yet 19 as a 19 year old i'm glad that you know my age better than i do even though i always try to pretend you are much older yes yes um oh well so here's a follow-up then had you come to thursday at a different age you know maybe even just three years older or younger like do Mm -hmm. you think it would have had they would have had that same impact on you or do you think it was like perfect age perfect band kind of right time yeah, I think it's definitely a time and a place because especially if it if it had been a few years later, I probably would have latched onto a different band mm-hmm. that, you know, had a similar sound or earlier, earlier I would have not liked them because they weren't punk. <laughs> sure. Uh, punk or ska. Um, but yeah, later I, I may have, you know, latched onto something else or felt like it was derivative or, you know, something like that. It had been snobby about it. So later, I don't know. Um, let's see if it, if it had been, if I had heard war all the time first, it probably, that album had to grow on me a little bit. So it probably wouldn't have hit me as hard as full collapse did. Cause war, war all the time took me a, took me a, quite a few lessons to like, okay, I see what they're going, what they're doing with this one. So it had to be full collapse around mm. 2001, 19, 19 years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. Now you said time and a place. Now, can you, can you, so you were in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Can you list all the places 
where Thursday would have had that same impact on you? And then conversely, what places could you have been at where you wouldn't have liked them? <laughs> like, say you were in, like, Sioux Falls when you were 19 and hurt Thursday. Would you still have liked them as much? I don't know. Okay. Um, Kirkland, Washington. <laughs> no. Probably would have had a lot of other uh, local bands to get into at that time, to be honest. Yeah. You, yeah. you would have been, you would have liked Death Cab more than you do right now. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Sarasota, Florida. No, I would have been on meth. Okay. <laughs> like more, more meth. <laughs> more, more than I was. Okay. Next question. Mm-hmm. You. Me. You love Jeff Rickley. <laughs> Expand on that. <laughs> I do love Jeff Rickley. I think he's pretty great. Um, I don't love all the bands that he's been in. He, you know, his, like I've said probably 80 times already, I think his lyrics are fucking great, especially on the first few Thursday albums and some of the other stuff that he's done. Um, I've always held him in kind of high regard uh, as far as like pushing smaller bands and stuff like that. Like he's the reason I found um, Touche Amore. He's the reason I found uh, My Chemical Romance. He's the reason I found uh, basically every band that Sarah Kirsch was ever in, um, starting with Please and Ford in the Caption, This is a Hijack, because he pushed that album, the, the second one of their albums when it, or no, 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 no. Wait, wait. I don't know how to, I don't know how to pronounce this. If I'm pronouncing it correctly. I always said batter brains, but I don't think it's, I think it's like bad air B A A D E R. But, um, when that album came out, he posted about that album on, on MySpace. I listened to that and that led me to please inform the captain and fuel and, every fucking band that Sarah Kirsch was in before she passed away. And so he's just been kind of huge in the scene in general and had a big impact on my life, my life with those first few Thursday albums. And also the, I mean, it, it didn't have a big impact on my life, but I fucking love United Nations, the the other band that he was in. <clears throat> They've with, come up uh, a, a couple times. Your buddy the... Daryl. Yeah. Palumbo. Yeah. He's he's also produced albums, and when I was doing some research for this episode, it seems like he's just kind of like a almost like a touchstone of that scene. Mm -hmm. or, or yeah, absolutely. An, like people just seem to be like, "Hey, we we want to know what's going on. Uh, let's ask Jeff." Yeah. yeah. Um, what what is this kind of like place now? So many years after you know Thursday's heyday. Yeah. Um, what, what's his place now in the that scene? It definitely seems kind of like that still. Like he still produces a little bit and he's got his record label uh, and he puts out stuff on, on that sometimes. But he, I don't know, he seems like he was in a bit of a weird place. I guess he had a podcast kind of shortly lived that was supposed to be all about like um, mental health and meditation and stuff. Um, and he talked about how he had struggled with addictions like heroin addiction and stuff like that mm. through the years of Thursday, which I didn't know until listening to this podcast. Um, and it was really great. And he had people on there. He had 
Oh, Norman, Norman. Is it McDonald? Norman, <laughs> Norm McDonald on there. Uh, the, the guy from Texas is the reason uh, and new and original. He was on there to talk about um, coming up and, and being gay in the hardcore and punk scene and how what the impact was that on his life and stuff. And I really wish that podcast was still going because I, I really enjoyed it. But I think maybe it just kind of fell by the wayside. But um, I don't know, since the pandemic, like Thursday's been doing some stuff and they have been doing a few live streams. I think they just did another one. But yeah, it he just seems like a really genuine and a really good guy. Um, and Jeff, if you're listening, come hang out with me. <laughs> And that's what this whole episode was always going to be what the about. The whole thing was. <laughs> well, I, um, you know, because this is kind of, you know, your episode, this episode feels like it's like a birthday where we always like, all right, everyone has to be like nicer to Danny because it's his birthday. I'm just, I'm going to say, like, yeah, he's probably listening and he's probably going to come hang out with you, man. Yeah. Okay. R. Uh huh. Are you as in love with this album now? as you were when it came out? Like, how has it aged to you? It holds up perfectly for me. Um, I'm reading some comments on, you know, a bunch of posts that came out last week or whatever. It didn't, it hasn't held up for some other people, um, which I totally understand, but I still think it's, it's a fucking flawless record front to back. The lyrics still hit me, give me chills at times. It's still just, it takes me back to, you know, driving to San Francisco to seeing them uh, and taking pictures and having, like, I went to, I'd seen them, I think, three times, took pictures of it at every show, and then I printed a bunch of them and put them in a little photo album and took it to Warp Tour with me. And the, when they played at Warp Tour, I, like, he came down, like, after the, after their set, and I, like, gave him the photo album and... Um, never heard back. I don't know. I don't know why, why that <laughs> just waiting, waiting to hear back, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> did like, did you have any photos that was like your, of your business card or something? Like, I did include a business card. Yeah. Yes. Um, cause I was trying to be a photographer at that point in my life, but uh, yeah, I mean, full collapse, like front to back is still a great album and Maybe another reason why it holds up a little better for me and hit me harder is it's not an album that's all about songs about girls, like the way Saves the Day was and the way Dashboard was and probably all Get Up Kids and stuff like that. Like there's issues of politics on there. There's like queer issues on there. And it speaks more to the world at large or social issues and stuff than just like, I'm sad about a girl and stuff like that. And so like, perfect. like the song, reason to be say, to be sad. And that's a perfectly legit, uh, <laughs> I know it song is topic. It's uh, totally fine. But like, sometimes I want to hear political stuff like propaganda. Sometimes I want to hear songs like autobiography of a nation and talking about colonialism and, and how, uh, to quote the song, everything you say you stole. And then the, the song understanding a car crash about his friend, uh, that was in a car crash and died and stuff like that. Just a lot more personal issues dealing with death and things versus all the other stuff that I was 
totally in love with back then was just right. crying about girls. Well, and, and a band that you brought up earlier, um, Touche Amore, I mean, that's very, not that hardcore music has cornered the market on, <laughs> you know, like um, more personal topics or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that was unavoidable when we were talking about Touche Amore, like, because mm -hmm. they're, you know, their song subjects are just so bare and personal and like right in your face. Yeah. Is it something about the the genre that promotes that, makes it easier for artists to express themselves through that genre of music? Or is it just that we happen to be talking about these specific bands because they're kind of being filtered through you and that's what you like? I don't know. I think a lot of people are attracted to hardcore because it's angry music and they want to talk about things they're angry about, you know, whether it's politics or social issues or for a lot of assholes out there. It's, it's about, I don't know, just the shit that assholes are mad about. But yeah, I think it's definitely because of, I mean, if you listen to a band like saves a day, if they had a, that overly political song, I don't know how, how easily I could take it seriously Although there are pop punk bands that have political songs that I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just an idiot. Or I think of like Ted Leo, like he has, has been on record as saying he's never written a song about a girl. Every song he has written is about politics. Um, and his shit is poppy and fun as fuck. So, yeah, but yeah, I think it's just, a uh, for like hardcore bands anyway, it's, it's hard, heavy, maybe fast music or whatever. And it's just not about girls. Are there hardcore shit. bands that will put out an album that is all about probably girls? Um, I, I'm curious if maybe it's like the hardcore scene is so, you know, used to that fact or proud of the fact that, hey, we're, you know, talking about quote unquote real shit, that yeah. that's the stuff that gets supported and elevated because if a hardcore band came out and was just like, I'm sad you broke up with me if they wouldn't, you know, have that fan support. Yeah. I don't know for a fact, but I feel like a lot of those warp tour screamo bands that we were talking about on the funeral for a friend episode. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's a, a branch of hardcore and sure. I feel like a lot of those songs or albums are just about girls. For sure. I, I guess I'm or relationships. I'm separating that from like what, like straight up hardcore. I guess so. I mean, I, I don't know enough about yeah. the genre. To really I mean, that's say. kind this of where it hardcore. started. If you're talking about like original hardcore, like shit out of DC or like black flag and stuff, like all that stuff was political or social, like social yeah. issues. You don't have like minor threats singing about, you know, I'm sad cause we broke up. Well, um, Maybe if they did, uh, I would have heard one of their songs. Well. No. I, we could do an S. episode on... <laughs> we could do an episode exactly like this on Minor Threat. Are they that important to you too? Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, what's the... What's the, I'm curious about what the next letter might be. All right. So let's see. So far it's been T-H-U-R. Okay. <clears throat> L? Yeah, I think L is next. Thrill? 
S. Danny? Mm-hmm. For S, I'm asking you, should I, for the good of this pod, should uh-huh. I vocalize any of my opinions or criticisms about this playlist or just let you bask in the love of Thursday for the entirety of this episode? I mean, that's, I would love to hear your, your opinions on these songs. That's why I gave you a list of five songs other than instead of just like, hey, Dante, let's get on mic and I'm just going to talk about Thursday. That sounds so good. Two hours. Also, so, yeah, already- I do want to know, but we'll get to that when we talk about the songs because it's not coming up naturally through my answers to the questions. Yeah, you haven't referenced. Uh, I referenced Autobiography of a Nation. Yeah, you did. Okay. A. Mm-hmm. Your, first, a! your first question. Oh, A. <laughs> that kind of A. Sorry. Canadian A. <laughs> yeah. Canadian. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you've already answered this. So, spoiler alert. But uh, A, are you able to play all of this on guitar? I was surprised by the guitar style. I Even though I had heard some of these songs before, for some reason I remember the guitar being different. And it was much more hardcore, and this is not meant to be an insult, but it was uh, more simple than mm-hmm. I remember it being. For some reason I thought it was like more complex with layers and, and all this stuff but um mm-hmm. but yeah so I, I guess i just kind of wanted to tee you up to talk about their their guitar style a little bit yeah. since you already mentioned you know learning drop tuning and all of that yeah i used to know how to play i think all of at least the rhythm of the album um i don't anymore i was very happy when i learned how to play the little uh riff lead thingy that happens a bunch on Paris and Flames. Mm-hmm. And then I, I learned it off of tabs, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, But then I saw Steve does that part. Steve Padula, I believe. Steve. Yep. Uh, I saw him play it live, and he plays it up here on the neck instead of down here on the neck. And I was like, oh, that's where he plays that. Oh, yeah, I guess that is a little easier. Huh. Well, I still remember how to play it up here, so I'm going to do it up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still sounds the same. Um, maybe that's another thing that uh, kind of attracted me to the band as well is it, it it's not just simple music. Like I, I learned how to play the rhythm pretty easily because I've never been that great of a guitar player and I was worse back then. So I learned how to play the rhythm pretty easily. Some of the leads were really hard. Like the lead part on um understanding in a car crash i tried really really hard to learn but i could never right with all the like the pull-offs yeah 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 yeah. i could i could never do that i i maybe could now but i don't know and so yeah and it it really helped me learn start to learn how to play leads and stuff because before that i was never any sort of lead guitarist, like in my band that I was in in high school, I was uh, strictly a rhythm guitarist. Like I couldn't do anything on a single string other than make a mistake on it. <laughs> <laughs> I can make a mistake on any string. Yeah. Any fret. Yep. Yep. Watch me. <laughs> I'll do it. But yeah, I I love their guitar playing. It's great. They work really well together. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to say that I thought the the music was simple. I just meant 
like the guitar riffs or the chord progressions, they were like listening to it now as mm-hmm. uh, however old I am versus, you know, when I was like 16 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, I can kind of, even though I don't know exactly like where they're playing, it's like, oh, I can very much like comprehend what is happening here. I can like, mm-hmm. I can hear the parts. Where probably back then it was all just, I was taking it all in at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Totally. Um, and just like now it's like, oh, that's not as like wild as I thought, but no, it's, it's not simply written or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like playing bar chords or playing power chords on, you know, in drop tuning or whatever. Right. There's leads and stuff. It's not all completely distorted. That's another thing that I, that still holds up for me now. Oh, we'll get to not that. a distortion album full all the way through yeah. for a hardcore record. All right. Well, I guess we're at the last the last question. Yes, we are. Why? <laughs> why why what? Uh, actually, I have a fuller question, but I thought I could just maybe leave it at that. Okay, so last question. Why? Why has Thursday remained such an influential band on the music that succeeded them. It seems like, just like Jeff Rickley has stuck around for a long time, it seems like Thursday mm-hmm. is a touchstone for a lot of bands, hardcore and otherwise, that have come after them. So, I mean, I I, I guess I'm kind of... I'm asking you to just maybe apply why they're important to you to other bands, and if that's all it is, then maybe it's not a very interesting question. <laughs> but what, what, what do you think it is that is... You know, they they weren't huge by any means, but mm-hmm. for for what they were, they certainly had a pretty wide um, and impactful reach. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's hard to say. Um, they, I don't know, man. They're just fucking good. They're just good, and everyone is agree, agrees with me. Asked and answered. Yeah, <laughs> they just seemed to be a band that released, we'll say three really, really good albums, really great albums that came out at a time, Full Collapse in particular, came out at a time where this style of music was just starting to gain traction and really influenced a lot of people to become interested in the DIY hardcore scene a bit and getting started into all that kind of stuff and branching off into, I mean, it's almost like with like green day early on when they were getting big, they would still take uh, like smaller Bay area bands out on tour with them. And I feel like Thursday would do the same thing when they went out on tour, they would take smaller bands out with them and really push those smaller bands like Jeff has continued to do. Um, through his label and his MySpace posts back in uh, MySpace days. <laughs> do you think, or, or I guess, that, why do you think that Thursday, and it, not to suggest that they did sell out in any way. I mm-hmm. I wouldn't know, even if they did, but it certainly doesn't seem to me like that was the case. But they reached a level of mainstream success that maybe wasn't super common for a quote-unquote hardcore band. Mm-hmm. Um, so why, you know, how did they escape being viewed at as a, um, what was that band that you've brought up before? Um, fuck, what was the, it came up during funeral for a friend. 
mm-hmm. the band who you were like, oh, that this song could have been uh, this song, and oh, story of the year. Oh, oh, okay, okay. You know what prevented them from being? And again, not that they sounded at all the same, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, like we s- said back then, they both could have been at a warped store very easily or, or whatever. Like, what prevented them from being like the? you know, corporate, hey, grow your hair swoopy, wear this overly mm-hmm. graphic tee. Yeah. Um, wh- what prevented them from being lumped into that group and maybe losing some cred? I I think it's, I mean, they did sign to a major. They signed to Island and then it went under. <laughs> uh, and then they joined, I think everything after that was on Epitaph. Do you think that was uh, because of the, the climate change and rising sea th- levels? Yeah, probably. That's why Island went under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Delete uh, all this. <laughs> I mean, they got to a point where, you know, they were on every warp tour and all that kind of stuff. But they didn't, at least as far as I've been aware, they didn't do the, you know, they didn't do the the deals with Pepsi or they didn't have, you know, ex- any exclusive like merchandise you know, that kind of stuff. They were on a major short for a short period of time. And then they joined Epitaph, which is the most major indie label you could get on. Um, But they also let their bands do whatever they want. It just seems like, and they also didn't take shit. Like they were on victory. Full collapse came out on victory records and they called victory out on a bunch of shit and ended up leaving the label because they didn't like the shit that Victory was doing. Um, I mean, it's kind of funny, but they were really upset that uh, Victory made Thursday whoopee cushions. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty some funny. Some sort of promotional merchandise. It's funny, but it just seems like a something that Victory would do. And yeah, Victory is pretty known for being shitty to their the artists on their label and that's why bands tend to not stick with them. Like taking back Sunday's first album was on victory and they left after that first album as well. And yeah, it's so I don't know. They seem to not take any shit from labels and they got on labels where they were able to kind of do whatever they wanted. They had some, a hard time I think with Island uh, and it's probably good that that label went under because they weren't really interested in the band itself. They were interested in the money they can make from the band. Sure. Uh, as, as far as what's been, what's been said by Jeff. Um, it looks like, so War All the Time, A City by the Light Divided, those were the only two albums put out on Island. Oh, that was on Island too. I totally forgot about that. But, you know, what, one thing that made me want to ask this question, which is a stupid reason, but that stands to reason because I'm a stupid person. Uh, <laughs> if you just showed me the album cover for War All the Time, it is like it is the most of the time, like aesthetic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Gritty cityscape, mm-hmm. like superimposed over each other. It looks like some red scribbles. Not sure what it is. Can't really tell. And then a white, like, I don't know, swallow or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a, too it's far off that same. Oh, it's a dove. a dove. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I'm dumb. Not not a big bird guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Axolotl? I, oh, boy. 
No, what I meant was uh, I hate Sesame Street. I'm not a big bird guy. Oh, not a big oh, bird guy. I get it. Why I can't it. I say things with the proper inflection that match my intent? <laughs> yeah, full collapse also is very of the time period, the design wise of the time period of when it came out. There was, I was lots of ask albums you that had that one, that similar look and feel to them. It so one thing I really liked about this playlist is that when it was done, a song by the band Finch came on. Uh-huh. And I really like that album. That mm-hmm. that is a one album wonder for me. Oh, Finch. Okay. That's a I've heard them once or maybe twice, and I don't remember what they sound like. Wonder sure. for me. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> but their album, What It Is to Burn, is mm-hmm. like their album cover is a like close up of an ice tray. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I believe that the the band name is probably fairly small. At, on somewhere in there and there's also like some like oh it's like there's some like thing of like mm, so many milliliters or whatever like there's some like i don't it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's yeah. very stupid mm-hmm. but it kind of reminds me this thursday full collapse album cover is like is it a close-up of like airport seats yeah it's like it's like chairs of some yeah. sort and it's all white mm-hmm. to match uh the audience i'm assuming <laughs> yeah <pretty much. laughs> But it's just like, yeah, you're right. It is very of the maybe um let's see. I'm trying to think what album other album covers were like this in that in that time. I mean like uh I immediately think of um the The Moon is Down, if the Seems Forever. It has a similar look to it. Let's see. Certainly certainly the like typography is like very similar. Yeah. It's, it's just, just kind some, of like that random photography. Yeah look to it um for whatever reason those like first term bush years mm-hmm. the albums were released during then anytime i think of or i guess i'd say anytime i think of like early uh war in afghanistan and iraq even though those wars you know were going on year round mm-hmm. they always anytime i think about it i just think of summer for whatever reason, hmm. like yeah. it, like everything is like hot and uncomfortable. Maybe it's because I'm just associating things with the desert. <laughs> I don't know. Very stupid, but um, yeah. And and for whatever reason, like if I associate that with Thursday, it kind of makes me want to like them less. Like not mm. because I'm like on the other side of it politically or anything, but I'm just like, I think I got so burnt out on what for the most part and i'm not saying this is true with thursday but i think there was a lot of maybe somewhat like like i remember what it was like to be in high school and like you're speaking out against things that you really don't have a grasp on mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i mean yeah totally and for a lot of bands that were doing that at the time i don't think their grasp was a lot better yep you know yep. what i mean and so like that sort of like you know, teenage anger, but now it's about war, just like really kind of wore thin on me mm-hmm. for whatever mm-hmm. reason. But um, I don't know. You were a little older than me at the time, so maybe it was it was different for you because you, you, like, you very well could have had like you know friends or classmates or whatever that like you know were in the military or something. Mm-hmm. I d- I did not. But okay, <laughs> but I was definitely more mature than than you. I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> 
Um, a few things, a few things that I want to add real quick. Um, Mike Galley, if you remember him, he was a big fan of a Thursday to remember. Um, <laughs> if you want to get classic, there was Otis Thursday in the nights. Um, no, 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 I don't get it. Otis Thursday in the nights. Otis day. Damn it. So remember when we did the holiday episode and I played that song Collide by mm-hmm. Howie Thursday? Uh, there's, of course, um, I know you, you don't love you 2 but you got to admit that that fucking song's a classic. Thursday, Bloody Thursday. <laughs> prequel. <laughs> the prequel song. Yes, I love it. Surprised there's not more bands with the name or with the word day in the title. Thursday, uh, Taking Back Sunday. Um, yep. Yeah, so I already said those. Tuesday. There was a band called Tuesday. Oh, really? See, I'm not not familiar. Yeah. Um, Sunday's best. Huh? I guess you just go Thursday's best. Sure. Thursday's yeah. best. Well, that's just the greatest hits. <laughs> um, Coheed and Cambria Day. Okay, I don't think you know. <laughs> Do you get the format like? <laughs> Propaganda Day. <laughs> See, I think Michael Jackson performed on a Thursday, so that's good. Um, uh, I remember when I was 12, my birthday fell on a Thursday. Yep. So was that a band? <laughs> it's a really good band name. I remember when I was 12, my birthday fell on a Thursday. <laughs> that would very much be like a early 2000s uh, song yes. title. Yes, absolutely. Our <laughs> fucking friend over at uh, Empire Empire. Oh, would, yeah. He yeah. would use that for sure. <laughs> Love he you, Keith. That. He's going to have to scratch that from his notebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to get into the music here? The, these five songs you picked? Let's do that. Let's, let's do that. With the first song, Understanding... In a car crash. That song that I just played a second of. That brought me back to a second ago. Yes. Um, Give me some thoughts, Dante. I mean, this was like the only song off the album I could have named, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the Thursday song I know best. Sure. Which, after doing some research, I was kind of surprised because it feels like I should know War All the Time more than I know Full Collapse. Hmm. Like, what wasn't War All the Time bigger? The song War All the Time, I don't think so. Um, no, I just mean the album. I'm sorry. The album, yes, was was bigger. It got it had two singles instead of just one. Well, okay. I, I guess maybe Cross Out the Eyes was a single also. But it didn't get I don't think it got radio play. But um War All the Time and why can't I remember the name of the other fucking song? Well, so apparently the singles two singles 
Okay, what what about uh, for the workforce drowning? Was that not a single? Because that's listed that as a was single. a single. I forgot about that. I'm not a big fan of that song. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of this band. <laughs> don't really like this band at all. <laughs> Just completely void of episode ideas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot about that one too. The I think that was the first like single, but the only one I ever heard on the radio was Signals Over the Air. And then they had a video for Signals Over the Air and they had a video for War All the Time. But I don't think there's a video for for the Workforce Drowning. I think that... So I, I, I should have watched it for this, but I vaguely remember the Understanding in a Car Crash music video. Mm-hmm. Am I correct to say that there's like... Like they perform in the video? Yeah. There's, right? there's like two intercut. versions of the video. Okay. Um... But yeah, the one that was on MTV was just basically a bunch of live footage like spliced together. Right. So I remember that. I remember, I think that was maybe the first time I had heard that style of vocals. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like, like this guy's really, he really wants us to know he's feeling some stuff. (laughs) Because it's just, it's so, yeah, it's it's very, very like bare or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And kind of that's, I mean, I feel like this has come up a few times on the pod. I'm trying to think what. What bands? I don't feel like Touche because he, he doesn't sing like the guy from Touche more. No, but it's like he's an okay singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? like he's like yeah. fucking like Jeff. Like you're great. Mm-hmm. Please just let me. But as a singer, like just in terms of like if you were going to go to like a uh, American Idol type of vocal <laughs> contest, Jeff Rickley's probably not getting the golden ticket or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't like other. Other singers with like similar like vocal ability or vocal range mm-hmm. will sing more restrained or like, you know, Jesse Lacey will kind of do the like, not like a, almost like he like moans it out or like, you know, it's more of like a groan yeah, yeah, and yes. all that stuff. Not Jeff though. He's just, he's belting it out there. Yeah. The whole time. And, right. And so like, I remember like that really sticking out to me and I had a friend who I think had this album and, and was more into them than I was. And so I, I would hear it like if we were in the car or something with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember, I remember that being like very striking to me because I had not heard that yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm still now like 20 years later, still trying to figure out if I like that, mm-hmm. but it's still just as, yeah, just as striking as it was back then. Yeah. Uh, greed. Let's see. What do I have to say about understanding a car crash? I've, I mean, it's a great song. It's uh, unfortunately about his friend who died in a car crash. Uh, the fucking double snare hit at the beginning is so good, so iconic, so good, uh, so good. Oh yeah, we haven't said that at all this episode. Oh, let's get let's get to it. So good, so good. Did you have any like? parts of the song that you wanted to play or anything like that? So the only part that um, like really stuck out to me now is something I did not realize back then is, but at the end, the end of the mm-hmm. song, uh, he's screaming, understanding in a car crash. He sure is. And I was like, I don't know how I did not. I think there was still probably a part of me back then that was like somewhat overwhelmed I won't say full on scared, but somewhat <laughs> overwhelmed by screaming. And so I didn't even bother to try yeah. to understand what the words were. Yeah. Even though they're not that hard to understand. They're, they're not, but there's also a lot going on at the end of the song. 
Yeah. Uh, the last 30 seconds I have in my notes are, I mean, it's kind of everything I like about music. There's two vocal lines happening. There's like two different leads happening. There's just so much happening and it all work blends together very well. And if, I mean, especially if you're, you know, getting used to this style of music and hearing the screaming like that, kind of hearing what he's saying is going to be hard to hear. I mean, hard to understand or whatever. Yeah. I guess now that I've, I got some more years of hearing screaming under my belt mm-hmm. and I'm no longer mm-hmm. like trying to hide behind like my mom's legs when I hear <laughs> singing like this. Cause it's kind of like, well, yeah. Like, you know how like earlier, like Han was like acting all nervous. I think that's mm-hmm. how I was when I would hear these like, oh, yeah, they, yeah. Are they mad at when me? You would, when you'd hear. I mean, the the part where he's saying understanding in a car crash is it's kind I mean it's hard to hear. Oh hey Ben. Don't eat him, Dante. He's not edible. But yeah, the the kind of like lead vocal is a lot louder than the understanding at a crash. I really like that lead at the end. Yeah, me too. The, me the guitar. Too. Uh, I'm gonna play one more part here. Okay. Three, ten. For the music of the broken window, cameras on, cameras click. We open up the lens and can't stop. Staring at the setting sun, no reason to come So that's that. I mean, I think that's that same lead that comes up at the end too, but I just love that build up, and then that whole breakdown part where it's like bouncy, but the guitar is clean the whole time, with like a chorus effect on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's still something on it, but yeah, I, it just I really sustains that. those I love it. crisp notes. Crisp. I meant the rhythm guitar is clean. Like the the lead guitar has something on there, but. The rhythm guitar is like clean with a chorus effect and it's just like banana, banana. Oh, banana. see, I was just listening to those. The lead. The high notes. Yeah. I love it. It's such a good lead. Um, I know how to play that one. Well, I, I did like, you know, 15 years ago, but I don't know if I remember how anymore. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and believe that you can play like those three notes and hold <laughs> no, them. No, I don't, I don't know if I can anymore. <laughs> no, don't hold me to it. <laughs> Anything over two, I'm just, ooh, I'm scared. You don't have to do them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, good song. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I really have to pee. Oh, do you? Can I go? Yeah, go ahead right now. Let's see. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Let's see. Let's no, see. No, I have to go now. <laughs> All right, I got. I do too, and I want to get some more water. So. Okay. Okay, we're we're going to talk about the second song. This one.
Autobiography of a Nation. This is my favorite Thursday song. There's a couple mm. that are up there, but this one I think is is right at the top. Can, can I? I'm gonna just jump ahead to my fourth bullet. Okay, for this song, favorite, favorite. It's good. I like this song too. It's got some uh, hashtag dynamics. Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, you didn't get to the the loud part, but give me that quiet, loud dynamic to start a song any day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love when the bass comes in. That part? Yep, yep. I'm going to fucking keep playing it. It's sexy. It's a very you isolate a it? deep bass. Yeah, right there. I can't remember what... I, I didn't write a uh, timestamp for this part, but I think in this playlist, maybe the best use of like his clean vocals over the screaming. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the... I don't know, the way they mix the two in this song might be the best. Yeah. Or my favorite, I should say. to do on this song when I'm singing along is try to hear hit the note during write these words back down because I can I can't usually hit it and my voice just breaks uh-huh because it's so high I feel like I used to be able to do it when I was younger but were you a pretty good singer in your younger days I've never been a good singer oh but I uh, I kind of ruined I feel like I ruined my voice singing along to things like this as loud as I possibly could in the car. This is a very old man thing that I have already thought for like a dozen years, but Mm -hmm. there was probably more music with screaming in it than I was aware of like for a longer time. Sure. But I remember thinking back like during this era, early 2000s, when like everybody in in, like young people's rock Mm -hmm. was trying to scream yeah i was like do we know do scientists know what a (laughs) like long-term effect this will have on voices like all these dudes in like their late 40s are they just gonna are their vocal cords gonna be complete toast you know what i mean yeah and i I guess that hasn't really happened we haven't heard of like an epidemic of just like mute singers but i mean look at Jeremy Balm's voice. I feel like his voice is completely fucked. I don't know if it's because of screaming or that's just his voice. Yeah. But there's that. And I mean, it it legit legitimately helps like doing vocal warm ups. Like there's the 
it was a Zen of screaming. I think I've talked about it on the pod before, but Zen of screaming is like a, a DVD. And it's like this woman who uh, mentors all these singers and like uh, Jeff Reckley, I think is in it in the DVD documentary thingy and like Andrew WK and like a bunch of people. But yeah, she's got all these like warm ups that you can do. And uh, I have them burned onto a CD and like all like uh, do the warm ups like before a show and stuff. And it it legitimately helps like my voice, my throat doesn't hurt because it teaches you to to do it more from your diaphragm than your throat, you know? Right, right. Because it's super easy to do that. But it also will make you bleed out of your mouth. So (laughs) Um, I feel uh, like most of our nights together, one of us at the very least, is going to have that issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Am I not warming up properly? (laughs) You need to go... uh, That helps you scream? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. I'm doing... And you have to, like, do some where you go... And you have to really like move your your stomach muscles and stuff. It's interesting. That like I never understood how to do that. How to like not just sing, but like speak. I feel like I speak from the top of my throat. Like <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like I really like if I'm like on a long phone call or something, I will feel it in my throat, which probably mm-hmm. isn't good. Yeah. But I don't know. Like when people say like. Oh yeah, but like speak from your diaphragm. I'm just like, I, what is it's that down there? <laughs> this is here. This is here. Why? Why that voice? <laughs> like fucking like knockoff Hank Hill. <laughs> Pegger can't sp- speaking from my diaphragm, Bobby. <laughs> speak from my diaphragm like some Californian. Uh, I posted about. Speaking of albums that uh, mean a whole fucking lot to me, uh, today is the 25th anniversary of the release of Less Talk More Rock by Propagandy. Uh, I saw that. I posted about it, and they just said, thanks, five songs. Aww. That's really cool. They're our best friends. (laughs) Some albums that mean um, a whole lot to me are... um, Pretty on the inside, live through this, celebrity skin, and well, m- mostly celebrity skin, but more recently, nobody's daughter. But those are the band or the albums that really mean a whole lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Danny's gonna take a drink of water. I thought we were just sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're right. This is your episode. My fault. <laughs> trying, no, I'm I'm trying to think of like if there's a band called like a bunch. <laughs> These ones mean a bunch to me. Uh, the Brady Bunch soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I um, get it, Dante. You were naming albums by whole. Yeah, I know what I was doing. <laughs> Okay, is it allowed it to, for me to play something? Yeah. Is that something that I could do? Please do. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so at 314. Ooh, I have 315. Okay, well, my you, can, notes. you can play your part after. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, I didn't fucking. Fuck. Uh, there was another uh, timestamp I was supposed to have, but oh well. Oh. So, first off, this is 314. Oh, shit. Okay, well, I can't scrub that accurately, so we're going to start at 313. Yeah. Here we go. So that is cool. I agree. And it was giving me some real, real strong vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you hear? I do, do hear Ben. Do you hear what's going on here? Ben, what would what do you think of Thursday? What? Hi. <laughs> okay, yep, now you're going under the bed so I can no longer reach you. So, okay. Uh, I, I think if I remember correctly, we'll see if this makes any sense at all. I'm not sure because this is another band, mm-hmm. another song. Mm-hmm. Do we remember what we just listened to there at 314? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Shit, Dante, you just blew my mind. L- little bit, right? Yeah. Totally. I got some major sunny day vibes from that part of Autobiography of a Nation. What is up with Ben? I see him back there like pawing or clawing at something. Oh, I don't know. Dude, what are you? So anyway, um, I Sunny Day and that song uh, are yeah. sick as hell. And I'm, if Thursday got any inspiration from them, uh, good for them. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, that kind of blew my mind because immediately when you started playing it, it clicked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love that part. The backing vocals on that whole part, I've just always loved because it's like it's like a he they're saying yeah <laughs> or something, but then <laughs> there's the line where he says the. The TV tells you everything you need, and then the backing vocals come in with the to know, no. It's uh, it's fucking great, Dante. I had no idea what they were saying, but I just liked the sound of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought the vocal, because also they're singing a little bit differently in that part than mm-hmm. they do for most of this playlist. Exactly. Yeah, that part is so great, uh, or so good, sorry, so good. So great. So great. So great. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that episode going to be out by the time I release this? Yes. <sighs> okay. okay. Um, <laughs> That's just the wall. You can't get through the wall. I'm sure of it. I can't even get a nail in there to hang anything. 
I keep throwing nails at the wall and they just won't go in. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wear slippers all the time because they're just scattered everywhere. I'm not picking them up. <laughs> my favorite line from the song and maybe my favorite Thursday line is everything you say you stole, every dream you dream you bought. Always kind of like gave me chills when I hear that line for some reason. Really sticks out. I mean, I, I disagree with it fundamentally, but <laughs> yes. like I said, it sounds good. Uh, apparently, I'm going to look this up real quick. One hour later. The lyrics of the song were highly inspired by a, po- a poem called Sun by Michael Palmer from ni- uh, ni- the year 1942. And... There was a time where people were saying that he, that Jeff Rickley just like ripped it off, but it's just inspired by. What's the line you think between inspired and, I mean, I guess, does he quote it or? There's, there's a, just a lot of lines. Like he said, he starts the song, write this, write these words back down. And one of the, the first four lines of the poem start with write this, write this, write this, write this. Oh. Um, so it's not like he says like, hey, like I'm addicted to love. <laughs> no, he doesn't like, say that. Hey, this war, it's simply irresistible. <laughs> I think that would be going too far. A little too far. Yeah. Should see the music video for it. Oh. Hey, Benjamin. What are we doing here? What's the plan here, guy? Is he hungry? Does he He he's got food all of the time. He's just like he's like a wired or something. Yeah. <laughs> re- oh, okay, yep. <laughs> it's his tail. What the fuck? What the fuck is under there? <laughs> Come out here, coward. <laughs> hey. Next song is called Guitar? <laughs> Paris in Flames. I don't know why I'm doing that. Now it's time. To Never do that. You, you are in just uh, as weird of a mood as Ben is. I really am. Yeah, uh, I think this is my least favorite song. Is it because you you don't like um, drag queens? Look, if that's the song, like subject matter, you know I don't know that. <laughs> is that what the uh, song's hey- about? It's it's inspired by uh, the documentary film Paris is Burning, which is about. Um, so this guy would just like rip off any type of medium. Just yeah, rip off anything he wants. <laughs> um, uh, which is about the uh, New York City drag scene in the eighties. So, speaking of sp- speaking of drag, uh, this episode, <laughs> Danny's so upset now. He's so Dante. Sad. He wants the Thursday one to be so special. I do. Um, I, I don't think it like sucks or anything. 
I I felt like the guitars were the least interesting in the song. Mm. Like they were like kind of like I like the tone of them, but they were just mm-hmm. kind of like chunky and predictable. Yeah. Um, I like the rhythm though. I think that's I think this has come up before where it's like I think I could have done that in eighth grade. I think that is like something I would have come up with. Where's your album, buddy? I knew it wasn't good enough to put to record. <laughs> um, but this was obviously one of your favorite songs on the album. Yeah, you asshole. See, do you remember question S? Let me, let me go up to my files, filed under S. Should I vocalize any of my opinions or criticisms about this playlist? You could have said no. Only if they're positive. (laughs) Remember that? Remember that Coheed lyric where he says, yes, Paris and flames. Yeah, for sure. And then it gets into like the really high, like some, like some really high guitar part, I think. Something like that. That's something he did on that album. Uh, he referenced Paris and Flames. He referenced Boy Sets Fire, and he referenced Give Up the Ghost, I think, uh, and maybe a couple other like references to like other bands. But he never did that again. Wait, are you talking about Claudio? Oh. So you think that that's a reference? Oh, it absolutely is. To this song? Yeah. I don't know that he, I mean, I guess I don't know that that's true, but I know it's a weird thing to say. I'll have Paris in flames. Yeah, but he also had like towers in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, you're you're right. I mean, that it, it's not inconceivable, I guess, having, plus, having it, never plus known. Plus there was the Boy Sets Fire reference on there too. See, which, which I don't know what that reference is. He says, when boy sets fire, something, something. Oh. This song is good. <laughs> Hearshot Kid Disaster. Yep. It has that really cool guitar part that um, when I made the mistake of learning it, that's all like my house heard for. <laughs> uh, like, hey, hey, learn the rest of the song. No. Nope. nope. <laughs> Why would I do that? How good is this episode? Well, so good. I I don't think I can back you up on that. Um, (laughs) Reading my tabs from left to right. Wikipedia, Thursday, banned. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wikipedia, war all the time. Thursday Mm -hmm. album or record album. Record album. Next, shut up. (laughs) Next tab, whole, banned. (laughs) Next tab. Robert Palmer, singer. <laughs> Next tab, Hearshot Kid Disaster Lyrics. <laughs> anyway, the Boy Sets Fire line is in June Song Provision. And I don't know. Who, who fucking cares? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess that's all I got to say about Paris and Flames. Was that he referenced some other stuff? Uh, oh, yeah. The, I talked about it earlier, but the little lead. <laughs> I was excited when I learned how to play that on guitar. It's so funny how those like 
what turn out to be pretty simple guitar parts are so fulfilling. Yeah. To figure yeah. out, you're like, I'm doing it. Yep. I'm, I'm doing, doing the coheed. Whoa, whoa. This isn't a bar chord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using, uh, yeah, I'm playing guitar with like my fingertips. <laughs> Can you imagine? What the fuck? Um, okay, I got one part queued up here for Paris and Flames. Ooh. In this collapsed lung of a burrow, there is no sunlight. The sunlight is manufactured in a windowless room. Distant and incoherent, businessmen hang themselves. So that was the most uh, I've ever enjoyed listening to that part because I got to watch Danny remember, <laughs> forget, and then remember how that part goes. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, you verily, like, it was like a silent movie, like how big you were like, yes, I'm I'm knowing this part, I've known this part. And then it was like, bum, 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 uh-oh, I don't know this part. <laughs> trouble, there's trouble in Danny land. Yep, yep. And then you picked it up again at the end. Um I think that is the stuff for whatever reason at that time, maybe not like in 01, but Mm -hmm. probably by like 03 or 04, I would have just been like, like, yes, like important talking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, you're you're taking yourself real seriously right now, aren't you? Well, I I don't know. Like, do you think he was like, I mean, he's because he's very genuine, I would say. He's like, yeah, doesn't seem like he's doing anything with a wink. It feels like when you when you do those kind of parts where it's like you're talking over your music or whatever, it, it feels like listen to what I have to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would say it, it takes a lot of like self-assuredness or whatever sure. to, yes. to do that stuff. And I think we've this has come up multiple times where it's like, oh, I can't imagine for a second feeling that way. So <laughs> uh, so screw anybody else for it. And, and I don't think I give you any thing like that in the system of a down playlist but there's a couple songs where they oh like, yeah it was like i'm gonna go on a monologue about mm-hmm. uh the downfalls of the american prison system <laughs> um and again just like maybe i would like it more if if i agreed but fucking lock them up baby yeah lock them up make some money that's um, what dante's all about you gotta privatize that shit <laughs> So that's how things work. <laughs> this is America. The last thing about this song, I got, for some reason, I have more notes on it than you do. Um, I don't have a timestamp, but I, I think it's just at the end. So mm-hmm. let, let's let's see if this is right. Um, got 50 seconds remaining in the song. Shit, 49, sorry. Clumsy thing. Okay, so that screaming, again, gave me vibes of another band, another mm-hmm. band that hails from the same state, mm. I think. New Jersey, right? New Jersey. Okay, and this is the last time Danny ever talked to me.
So that is the end of the song Bloody Romance by Senses Fail. Mm. And not that that song... Oh, I'm going to play a little bit of, a, of another Senses Fail song. Um, if you must. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you want to talk about album covers of the time. Yep, yep. Like, what? Just, yeah. Guys, what are we doing? Um, let's see. So I, I almost... I forgot that there's the most embarrassing lyric ever here that I... What, why don't we enjoy this? Yes. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to that song... On repeat in high school. <laughs> uh, that's 187 by Census Fail. And and the, the songwriting is um, different enough, but I was very surprised. I, I feel like the screaming at the end of Paris and Flames was very Census Fail, mm-hmm. which, uh, if you know the discourse around early Census Fail, was uh, their screaming sucks. I I was just kind of... But I, it wasn't as bad in the context of the Thursday song. Yeah. Um, probably just says... Thursday is a better band than Census Fail. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just that like very like high school kind of sounds like it's coming from the top of the throat. Yep, yep, yep. Type of screaming. Really just looking for an excuse to play some Census Fail because I, sure, I can't sure. imagine anything you would hate more. <laughs> I mean, that's the most Census Fail I've ever heard. Um, I have to I have to be able to wedge them into a, an episode somehow. You, I mean, you could. I don't point. I don't know. And I know like their first three albums and then after that it's kind of like uh, I don't yeah know. yeah that could work yeah. the first song you played i heard the similarity for sure the second okay. one not as much sure. um but i was also focusing on trying to understand what he was talking about and why anyone would be okay with that played it so loud coming from my bedroom when i was like <laughs> 16 years old yep, i want yep. to kill you I want to kill you mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I'm insane. Is that what he says? That's what he says. It is so fucking awful. Now, in his defense, I think he was like the same age when he wrote it, yeah, which yeah. excuses it slightly. Slightly, uh, the, yes. The song title is 187, which is the like police mm-hmm. code for murder. Yep. Uh, pretty good. Yep. Good, good stuff. All right. Shall we get to the next song? Sure. Speaking of good stuff. A hole in the world. see me playing along with that song at the age of 19 was was going <laughs> yes just Ooh, let's get there let's get the rhythm in that rhythm so hard here let, let, let's play a game let's have a little call and response okay because i have like one like major note about this song play 
play the intro of A Hole in the World again, and okay. then pause it right before it like really kicks in. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I was like, is this I think I know this song. Yeah, yeah. I did not. And then and they they diverge paths from there. Yeah, yeah. But um they they like shared they shared a pedal or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was that like a, a phaser or something? Like yeah, what, some kind of phaser, some chorus. I don't know, but yeah, both very similar picking, clean parts, clean yeah. picking parts. Both really good. Yeah, agreed. I do like that Taking Back Sunday song. Uh, I also remember the first time I heard Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> which the story was is <laughs> I was waving my finger when I said that for some like, reason. You said that I was like, no, I have a story I, for you, child. I remember the first time I heard Taking Back Sunday and how much I hated it. Uh, what was the first song you heard? The first song on the album. What is uh, it? Bike scene? Is no, it the- that's number two. Um, it's not. Oh my god. You were just playing a song off of that album, couldn't you? Look at the track list. Uh, <laughs> I was it's one of the, I I hate cheating. I like to get things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how I do. Right. Right. Okay. I'll tell the story of when I first heard Full Collapse, not the first time I heard Thursday. And hmm I think I'll save my Taking Back Sunday one because they're okay. going to be on a on a different episode. One of you already know other, this? Are other bonus episodes? They are. Mm-hmm. For me, what is what what bonus episode? I can't tell you yet. Well, I'm I'm sure I could figure it out. Oh, one album wonders probably. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's that. Of course, it's that. <laughs> it could be. I don't know, Dante. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! First, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pick a new one then. <laughs> you can. We can have twinsies or whatever. Um, okay. We can't, Danny. The science isn't there yet. <laughs> what was I saying? First, first time I heard "Full Collapse" um, was May, I believe, third, two thousand one, riding in my friend Justin Riddle's car. To Roseville, he played Full Collapse. Uh, I had just recently broken up with my girlfriend, a long-term girlfriend through high school. And uh, this was like the, I think the first time I was going to a show without her. Um, or like, you know, first time going to a show since breaking up with this girl that I dated through high school, right? So there's that that feeling of independence or whatever. Mm-hmm. Along with that, getting in the car kind of early in the morning, we were going, um, I mean, early in the morning for a fucking 19 year old. So it's probably noon. But <laughs> um, yeah, what time was the show? It was it was a daytime show at a park. Oh, OK. Uh, and he was playing. He was in a band called Speeding in the Rain. And then like a bunch of local bands were playing at this park in Roseville. 
and he had just gotten a new car. And so he wanted to drive and he came out and picked me up and he put this album on and he had gotten a, like a new stereo in the, in the new car and all this kind of stuff. So we had, we had it up loud and I just, it's just a very nice memory of like hearing this album for the first time and loving it right away, you know, windows down and driving fast from Elk Grove to Roseville. And, uh, it was a really good day. I mean, and they were fun to watch play. And then of course we left early cause we were both losers and <laughs> didn't, didn't stay for the rest of the bands that played. But, uh, sure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, a really great memory. And yeah, like I think I went out that that day or maybe the day after and bought Focal Apps. I think I bought it at Target. Just like Jeff Rickley would have wanted. Just like Jeff Rickley would have wanted. He was about to come hang out with you and then he heard this part and like he was listening to the episode in his car. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, He just man. turned around. How long does it take me to get from New Jersey to Sacramento? So this one was kind of my my wild card pick where there was a few songs where I was like, oh, which one do I want to pick? Which one do I want to pick? This was the one. And I, I, this song has always stuck out to me because it has references to photography and like printing in dark rooms and stuff. Mm. And so I maybe, I mean, that's another reason why I really liked this band was because of the lines. Just the aperture to focus on the negative and uh, dodging faces in the corner of a print make me go all, <laughs> they're talking about photography. <laughs> I do that too. Uh, what, what is the, I, so the aperture and the negative, okay, I'm following. Mm-hmm. And then you lost me with the quarter of a print or whatever? Dodging faces in a corner of a print. Oh, corner, I'm sorry. Yes. You know what dodging is? Kind of like. Can't get me. Yeah. When you when you're printing in a dark room and you want it to be a little lighter in a certain part of a print, you start your timer on your thing and the light comes out and you go, you like move your hand or you have a little tool and it like you wiggle it around and it makes it lighter. It's called dodging. Okay. Or you can have a little thing, a piece of cardboard that has a little hole in it to make parts darker. You wiggle it around like that and that's called burning. Okay. Yeah. You had me at you have a little tool and you wiggle it around. <laughs> yes, yes. Comes in different sizes too if you use the tool. You had me at comes. <laughs> so I was looking at the track listing mm-hmm. of uh oh fuck of the wrong <laughs> album. Um, <laughs> I was looking at the track listing of full collapse. Understanding in a car crash is two. Mm-hmm. Then four, five, six, and seven are all on the playlist. So two, four, five, six, seven. So mm-hmm. we're. Do you feel like this? Is this album very front loaded? No, because um, see, standing on the edge of summer is like a a big hit for them. Although the. The track listing on Apple Music is completely fucked up. If anybody out there has Apple Music, the track listing is wrong. 
I Am The Killer is another one that that almost made it on the playlist. I absolutely love that song. Uh, but Standing on the Edge of Summer, which is toward the end. It's number nine. Number nine. On Apple Music, it's number six. Why? I don't know. Oh, they probably just flipped it upside down. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Oh, you know what? You're right. It is nine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you flip it upside down, like in your mind? Oh, you couldn't see my hand over here? Wait, way over here off camera? You couldn't? You didn't see that? I, I didn't. I went like this. Oh, <laughs> Uh, for the listeners at home, Danny flipped his phone over as if he was reading it upside down. So yeah, I don't know why I, why I went with songs toward the beginning of the album, but just curious. Any, any uh, standout parts on this one here? This here nope. song. He's he's almost got that like. Like at the beginning there, because we yeah. were saying earlier, like how he always belted out, right? But, yeah, uh, he just proved us wrong. That sounded like, um, oh my god, is it, um, is it Butthole Surfers? What song yeah, is I that? Know what song? I think that's Butthole Surfers. Is that Butthole Surfers? I think so. It kind of gave me those vibes. And also, uh, he's sort of doing the same shit you uh, got on Hum for doing. <laughs> this dude probably is hugely influenced by Hum. He, he probably is. He might be. <laughs> I mean, no, they're, I don't think they're anywhere. I can't imagine Hum being respected by anybody in the hardcore scene. <laughs> Jeremy they did, Paul likes they did him like, a lot. Who does? Jeremy, our buddy. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he's cool. He's cool. I mean, he did. He didn't acknowledge our episode of, of our of this podcast, but you know, he's still our buddy. Neither did I. <laughs> All right. Well, since you hated that song too, I, I did not. Just move on to the last it. song. Okay. The next song is called. Cross out the eyes, which is weird because normally you would dot them. Is this his song about um, how much he hates pronouns? No, because it's spelled E-Y-E-S. He's an artist, bro. He's an artist, man. He's an artist, man. <laughs> he does art like the no, artist he's can. He's an artist, bro. He's an artist, man. I I have zero notes on this song, but I absolutely fucking love it. The The ridiculous screaming at the end. Yeah, I'm here for it. Is that the same screaming that's during the chorus? Uh, yes. Okay. I really like that screaming as but well. But it's isolated. Sure. I, so, like, is that E-Y-E-S-O-lated? Uh, that's, yes, E-Y-E, yes, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing. Um, <clears throat> I really like the intro, the that Tom mm-hmm. intro. Tom. Um, I like the screaming during the chorus. It is not census fails ish. Census fail ish. 
think it's my second favorite song on the playlist. Yeah, yeah, I think it's right right behind Autobiography and probably right ahead of Understanding. I I I know I had heard this song back in the day because mm-hmm. when it got to the chorus, like I don't know, something kind of triggered in me where I had heard that yeah. like phrase before or whatever. Um, the vocals are just really really cool. Like the I have to listen to it again, but like. That um, kind of like back and forth, like dueling yeah, vocals yeah. thing is cross out the eyes yeah where all the lines yeah I I like that uh, quite a bit quite quite a bit. The way he sings on the verses of this song, it's his voice is very light mm. in those parts, um, especially when he gets to the line, but July in the sand. Whoa. God, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. But the, the line July in the sand where he where he gets really high. I'm not going to try to imitate it because it's going to be ridiculous. Julie. <laughs> no, come on. Do it for real. Don't joke around. No. Um, <laughs> he thought about it. <laughs> I did think about it. Um, I, just, I really like how light he sings on on that part, and especially after the like ridiculous screaming on the, at the end of the chorus right before that, too. How it just kind of like levels off. It's very nice. That is very nice. Here's a question for you. So obviously these are all from the same album. And mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that these are all, not, not all first half, but very close. Very close. There's there's mm-hmm. 12 songs. You didn't give me anything past seven. Um, okay. But you did flip a few of them, like sequencing wise. Mm-hmm. Just curious because I get when we do, you know, five five songs from four different albums why we sequence them our own way what made you sequence these five songs your own way here the only reason i put this one at the end was because of the way it ends it ends with the isolated screaming um which i'm gonna play right now the first time I saw them play live at Bottom of the Hill in San Francisco. By yourself? When I went by myself. They were play, play, play that song and at the end of the song I and probably a few other people in the crowd who were singing along continued to go stretches out of screaming, stretches out of this world and he was like no song's over. Song's over guys. Like I'm I'm ready to keep going here, Jeff. So but yeah, they left the, he left that part off and bummed me out. And so it was just a couple of fans that were like, it was just a couple of like me and a couple other people. Cause it was, the album had been out for a while, but they hadn't really like broke yet. They were opening for saves a day and Hey Mercedes. 
And so there was only a few people like super into it singing along that I noticed anyway. Um, I was also, I took over a hundred pictures and this is on film. And so I just like kept, yeah, it's fucking stupid of me. I don't know why I did that. Um, so I was taking pictures and singing along to every song, except for that one part where I yawned. Um, and that kind of rhymed. Um, (laughs) wow. You, you are inspired by him as a poet. I am. What was it? And so, yeah, it was probably like me and a few other people being like, stretches out. Oh, oh, just just kidding. I'm all done. Was it slightly embarrassing because you were still screaming when everyone else was stopped or when he was stopped? Probably. Yeah. Did I? Not as embarrassing as the, the yawn into the mic or almost into the mic. You shouldn't yes. go to Thursday shows, it seems like. <laughs> just it was the same show. Oh, rough. At least none of your friends yeah. were there to see it. It's true. It's true. Did I tell you about the time I embarrassed myself um, by praying in church? No. So when I was much younger, Mm -hmm. when I wore a younger man's clothes, (laughs) uh, my grandparents would take me to Catholic Mass. Mm -hmm. Um, I was probably like six or something like that, like pretty little. And at some point during the Mass, you stand up and you hold hands and you recite the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. I think I could probably get about 80% accuracy at this point in my life. But I had it nailed back then. But what I did not know, because I just learned it like, yeah, you say it before bed or whatever, right? And uh, when you do that, you just say it. But in church, because there's a guy up front who's got things to say... Mm -hmm. And apparently everybody knows when he wants to say them, they will just stop the prayer like mid sentence. <laughs> and all like 400 people knew this, except yeah. one bashful boy yeah. whose voice trailed off <laughs> in an otherwise silent church. And I remember the like 14 year old guy next to me. Uh-huh. laughing at me. <laughs> and I think it was right around then when I was like, you know what? Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember the line, but I I'd kept going to the next one, and everybody... Yeah, I don't know yeah. how everyone knew. How did everyone... There was no, like, was there some sign? Some hand signal? Yeah, maybe. But, oh, man. I don't know. Real rough. <laughs> Anyway, I just, I I feel your pain. Yes. The second time I went to go see Thursday. You like slipped on a banana peel. (laughs) No, I did not. I was going to go by myself, but I ended up not going by myself because a few days before that, I was hanging out before a show at the True Love Cafe here in SAC, RIP. I was waiting because Jonah Matranga was going to play. And I was waiting outside, probably had, I don't know, some sort of drink or whatever. And uh, my now friend Harjeet came up to me and was like, hey, man, I've seen you at some shows. What's going on? How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And he started talking to me. And I was like, hey, person I don't know, how's, how are you? And he was super nice. And uh, we were talking about shows and stuff like that. 
And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go see Thursday next week at bottom of the hill. And he's like, oh really? I really wanted to go to that. Uh, can I get a ride? And 20, I was, was I 20 by this point, Dante? This was, um, what was the year? I, I think February, 2002. Uh, no, you were not 20 yet. Okay. A little bashful 19 year old me was like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can ride with me to, to San Francisco. Yeah, I'm not scared at all. Person I've just met outside of the show. Um, yeah. Ended up being totally fine. Harjeet is a wonderful, wonderful guy uh, who I'm still friends with to this day. But it was it was kind of weird. And like he's very like talkative and stuff. And so you know, he kept the conversation going the whole time and, you know, getting to know each other and stuff. And then at the show, like I went up front to go take pictures and I didn't see him the rest of the night. Like he was just gone, like in the crowd doing, doing whatever. And, uh, probably like watching the show, probably watching the show, maybe not doing, watching the show, not doing blow because he's straight edge. Okay. I, I appreciate when you put, um, like, edge propaganda in rhyme form so I can understand <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, it was, it was just a, f- I always think of how I met Harjeet and weird. And then I lost contact with him for a long time. And then we, we uh, became friends again on Facebook. And when is the last time you've seen him? Uh, last week. Really? Week, be- week before last. It, after a very long time. He came over for a, a porch hang. We hung out for about an hour. Yeah, he brought his uh, son, one of his sons, over. And the favorite, uh, the, f- the favorite. Yeah, we hung out, talked for a little bit. It was cool. Cool. Yeah. Has he ever given you a ride anywhere? No. Somebody is owed a favor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. So you you can keep that over his head. Yeah. Hey, buddy, it's been like 20 years. Still haven't gotten that ride to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Anyway, we'll see if this gets released. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it better, because it better get me out of doing uh, another episode that would take the place of this week, because we have been here for a while. Yep. We're going to record another one right after this, Nope. Right? Anyway, this this was fun. Uh, I would, I was trying to get you to give me any idea of an album that might be reaching some sort of anniversary, an album that may have been important to you that we could do a similar thing about. But seems like you just kind of don't like music. Maybe eh, not for me. Not for you. <laughs> I like judging album covers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there should be a ton of shit that's like reaching, um, oh, I just thought of one. I mean, I I feel like second stage has to be coming up. That's next March. Uh, so this July will be Bleed Mm -hmm. American. (gasps) Oh, can we do like a whole, like a whole theme? (laughs) We could talk about, I'm so excited about this, Dante. We could talk about Bleed American uh, and we could t- we could do the episode where you give me songs from. <laughs> Stop taking God fucking damn it! 
We could do the episode where you give me songs from the later albums. We could do a fucking clarity episode. I could listen to Static Prevails for the first time. I mean, that's not totally true, but we're gonna have a theme month. A theme month, a Jimmy Eat World month. We could do a <laughs> Yeah. Say it. <laughs> nope. Say it. <laughs> nope. Uh, That'd be a great idea. Just like doing like a like a, a theme month of uh, Jimmy World stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. This was fun. How'd you like listening to Thursday? I liked it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Cue outro music. I think there's just enough. I would say the, the parts that are less hardcore, whatever you want mm-hmm. that to mean, mm-hmm. are the parts I gravitate to. The, 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 yeah, ah, fuck. Ah, fucking three and a half hours, man. It's, it's getting it's getting tough. Mm-hmm. Um, the parts that are less hardcore, the which are the parts that are maybe like the more like, oh, boy, I hate saying all these words post-hardcore or emo Mm -hmm. or whatever that sounded maybe a little bit more like the bands I was listening to at that time. Those are the parts that like kind of hook me. And I guess really the the most hardcore element of it I'm thinking about is kind of the vocals, how they will be doing something kind of completely different than what the music suggests. Yeah. I I guess I'm just not as used to that. And so that might be the Mm -hmm. part where it's like, sometimes it feels effortful to to listen to them but yeah but i i really think that just like with touche amore it would work like it would work for me like the stuff i like i really liked the songs i didn't like i it's not like i hated them they were just like oh i like the other ones better um but like i would say three out of the five songs i liked quite a bit if you wanted to listen to more thursday if you were in the mood i definitely recommend war all the time and a city by the light divided I was looking for it on here just now, but uh, apparently it's not on streaming services, but they do a cover of a Sigur Ross song. What song? Uh, let me find it. Find it on my computer. Nye Battery? Yeah. Definitely said correctly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in. It's probably in his little made-up language, anyway. So you can say it however you want. Um, Hopelandic. Your guess is as good as mine. No, that's his language. Uh, Hopelandic. It's a good guess. Have you ever seen the YouTube commercial for the Pillow Cube? Yes, I have. Have you ever wanted to murder somebody more? <laughs> when that guy pops his head down, like, well, let me tell you. Fuck, I don't even know what his voice sounds like because I always mute him. Mm -hmm. Fuck him to hell. I hate that guy so much. I have him paused here because that that was just, I'm going to screenshot the most fucking murderable face in all of humanity. Now I'm going to listen to that. I don't know the, uh, is this off their, their album Vitari or whatever it's called? Danny, answer me. Um, your, again, guess is as good as mine. I think my guess is probably better. Um, Valtari, which I'm also probably not saying correctly. Whoa. 
Can you hear that? First off, it's really weird to hear anybody try to sing like Jonesy of Siguro sings. Yeah, yeah. But also, regardless of what language it is, the uh, real one or the fake one, mm-hmm. do you think he just learned that phonetically? Probably. That would be so hard. Yeah, yeah. He would have to like write it out himself just like, you know, in syllables or something. Mm-hmm. It's a good cover from what I mean. It's been a long time since I've listened to it, but um, I remember liking the cover. They also did a split uh, release with that man Envy as well, which is very good. Oh, yeah, yeah. They pop up. Um, did, have they released anything new recently? Envy? Yeah. Um, in 2019, I think they had a new album. They just pop up in my Spotify quite a bit. Like... Please listen to them. And I'm like, I, I have, Please. and I liked it. Please. Let me just my daily check-in of uh did Lantlos oh. release their new nope. Okay. Are we still recording? Are you still recording? We are still recording. Okay, let's 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 button this shit up. Okay, click um, the button. Got it. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll probably do an episode like this again, and hopefully it will be a little more um good. July in the sand or on the sand. Didn't respond to that, you mm-hmm. asshole. Yeah. Um, what, Dante? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Oh, this explains so much. <laughs> this is why you were worried. What's up, dude? Um, my control is on and it's not doing anything. Uh, I don't know. Were you pressing any of the buttons? Were you pushing any of the buttons? I was pushing zero buttons, and then that happened. Okay. My tempo was off, and then when I turned it back on and got that thing... Bring it in here. The controller and the tablet. I'm hungry. You're not yourself when you're hungry. You fucking call your kids your friends' names.